Welcome to the Soulful Heart Current Podcast with your hosts, Gabriel Amara and Kasha Rakshana. We invite you into a sacred space of connection within you and with us as we digest our current healing and awakening processes, soul family community, and what's rumbling in the collective through the Soulful Heart lens. We hope this offers you a lighthouse and beacon of hope trust, and divine love in the storm. Thank you for tuning in from our hearts and souls to yours. Hello, beloved souls. Welcome back. All right. Well, this is our take two, actually. We tried to do this a few minutes ago and it didn't quite work. We had such a cute little banter going on. It's so unfortunate. Yeah, it's okay. (laughs) Welcome once again to our living room. Well, actually, it's not really the living room, but it's the proverbial living room. (laughs) And to the alchemy of our sacred union, uh, we welcome you back for another episode. So... We, and I am Gabriel. And I'm Kasha, yes. <laughs> just for those that are just tuning in for the first time. <laughs> yes, it's important that you know who we are. And we are of Soulful Heart, the Soulful Heart Healing Paradigm Community Way of Life. Yes, and, and thank you so much for joining us yeah. again. We appreciate it. Yeah, it's so valuable to have your listening ears and hearts, um, no matter what time you're joining us with us, joining in with us here, mm-hmm. whether it's the first episode or whatever, however many we've done now, I don't mm-hmm. know. I think this is the seventh. The seventh. I just thought of that. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Wow. So, um, we we're feeling through today what it is that we wanted to talk about. And actually we've been kind of batting this around a little bit all week and we haven't really totally been clear in some moments. Because there's so many things to talk about. There are so many things. And that's the point of this podcast and doing it weekly is that we get to strike some things off our list or just whatever's current. Mm -hmm. That's the whole idea is what's real right now. One thing that we felt in our hearts that was pretty current, just like we talked a few episodes ago about the Uvalde shooting and just some of the circumstances around it and what it was inviting us all to feel, not so much about us choosing a side on the issue, especially about gun control or whatever it is, we were inviting actually to feel the humanity in it Mm. because it doesn't actually matter what is happening circumstantially. What matters is the human heart and Mm. how we're digesting it. And are we taking our reactions inward or are we just unleashing them into the world and creating more reactivity And neither of those is right or wrong. It Mm. actually is all perfect. It's all playground. It's all what's supposed to happen in another way. It's all playing out. But we were feeling today like maybe talking a little bit about the reactivity to the Roe v. Wade overturning situation. Mm -hmm. As an example. As an example of something bigger Mm -hmm. that we, um, some more context, I think, is what we wanted to offer today. And um, from a human level, from a spiritual level, from a galactic level, wherever this ends up going, mm-hmm. I'm just curious where this conversation goes. But yeah, Kash and I, you know, we kind of sit here and wonder: Do we get specific? Do we get general? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think with all the things that we feel, we're talking about the masculine and feminine, which seems to mm-hmm. be up uh, right now. It always is in many ways. Uh, us versus them kind of deal that seems to be continuing to be highlighted more and more. Yeah. Um, 
anytime you watch the news or any if you're a part of family or mm-hmm. anything like that, mm-hmm. there really is this idea of polarity. Yeah. And you we ta- you hear about this a lot in ascension circles mm-hmm. uh, and in healing. And we felt like polarity is kind of really the um, the kind of the overarching. Uh, idea here mm-hmm. to really discuss, and Roe v. Wade would be uh, a an example. It's a issue. polarized issue, or mm-hmm. it become polarized. And there are lots of spiritual people who are saying how divisive it is, and they're really trying to show that you mm-hmm. know this is this is divisive. This is really just to create more division, guys. Like this is something to to look at around mm-hmm. in, from that angle. And I think that's interesting that some people are choosing to just highlight that um, because that is true. Mm -hmm. It is, it is specifically engineered to create division and polarity. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. When it first, when it first came up in the seventies and, Mm -hmm. uh, and now here in 2022. Yeah. uh, So all of these things, you know, we can get sucked into the polarity, into Mm -hmm. the reaction of everything. And again, just as we spoke in past episodes, the deeper question for all of us is, what am I reacting to? Mm-hmm. What internally is going on here? What are the dynamics that are going on here um, that, that's causing this? And it's so easy to get swept up into reaction and to us versus them. Because yeah. I think there's something about us versus them that gives us a place, mm-hmm. parts of us. It gives us a part of us a place to express a, mm-hmm. An inner angst. anxiety, an angst, a rage, yeah. uh, a fear. A de- yeah. Yeah, there's so many things that it gets to find a home. And so this issue becomes a, a breeding ground or a birthing ground or a homing ground for a lot of these re- things that are going on internally. Um, yeah. And I, I think we're both feeling that in this polarized state, what creates the polarization? What where is it located? What is it mm-hmm. about? What mm-hmm. is it inside of us that is polarized from self to self yeah. and self to or other? Self to the divine. And self to the divine. Self yeah. to the cabal. Mm. <laughs> that was another matrix. thing we were talking about. Self to matrix. Mm-hmm. Self to whatever. You know, you can just uh, choose anything. Um, right. And you against the world mm-hmm. is usually the energy. Um, everything becomes a villain. Yeah. And you are a victim. So that that is really how it is, isn't it? That's mm-hmm. what gets so amplified in these in these polarized um, reactions and situations. Right. I know that you know you've had your own personal yeah. experiences with having reactions well, to things. Yeah, I wanted to say you know by nature I I am more reactive than you are. Mm-hmm. That's. That's something that we've had to work in our mm-hmm. in our usness, and neither of us is wrong or right in that. Mm-hmm. I bring more fire, you bring more water, and then sometimes we switch off a little bit. Mm-hmm. And definitely, if you've been listening to this podcast until today, you've noticed that I'm sure. So I am dialing that back now, and I'm taking that more inward. Actually, I've I've let it come out. I've let some more fire ride out, and then I was invited in our last couple session to start looking at it. And bringing it back inward again. That was uh, Jalel who really highlighted that to me. Just saying, you know, like it's, there's just something that I'm feeling. Obviously, my metasoul pings on a lot of different things. And maybe it's because I have a womb. 
in some ways, and the womb itself has been through so much. Our wombs are so multidimensional mm-hmm. as women, and we feel ourselves, we feel each other, we feel other people's wombs. We feel a lot of, um, there's a lot of soul pain that gets stored in the womb. And there's uh, there's a lot to even just that exploration as a woman. So I think that can make us definitely more prone to reaction sometimes than men. Mm-hmm. And men can sometimes, what I've noticed, have more of a sleepiness too. Not necessarily you, Gabriel, mm. but there can be either. There are men that are that are very reactive, but the masculine can also be a bit capped in their reactivity mm. because of, like we talked about, I think in the last episode of that that cap that comes from uh, your soul history as men of doing significant damage and causing significant harm and right. not wanting to be polarized anymore mm-hmm. to create that kind of ripple or mm-hmm. um, some problems and so on. So when it comes to, yeah, I like, I definitely have had my own polarities in my metasoul to feel. And I'm take as I'm taking that inward right now, I'm feeling how there's a lot of layers to that. And I've felt that over the last decade of my process in Soulful Heart in different ways, in different phases. And this latest wave for me is taking me into actually my inner orphan, which is more of a core, core divine pain of missing the divine, being separated from the divine. Maybe that's the breeding ground of all polarized reactions is you just don't see God in it. Mm -hmm. Like where is the divine Mm -hmm. in the Roe v. Wade situation. Right. For example, where is God in the Uvald shooting? Mm-hmm. That's, right. that's such a tough thing to answer. And the only way to answer that is actually inside. Yeah. So it's whenever we have a, a polarized reaction for me it, lately, it's been to false light matrix, for example, mm-hmm. or just the way that I have witnessed some other spiritual women specifically hold different things and relate to different things, but that doesn't, you know, there's something about not letting that be black and white inside of me and instead feeling what's going on for me personally in my medicine and why there's reactions to that. That's been really, really key. Right. Yeah. I I feel that. And you mentioned the womb piece Mm -hmm. and I think, you know, if we're going to be go specific back to Roe v. Wade, you know, if we can feel like what is the this meta soul or soul piece around the womb for a woman, mm-hmm. and the the deeper reactions to all of this. Yeah. Um, you know, there's lots of reaction around. You know, keep the U.S. out of my uterus is one of the things oh God, signs you'll see. That. Yeah, it's one of the signs you might see, and. So in, in many ways, I think wow. there's something around, you know, keep the man away from me, keep the patriarchy away mm-hmm. from the fem, the feminine, that kind of thing. I keep the patriarchy out of the womb. Right. And what so, business do these old, this is the other thing I've seen is what business do these old men in Congress have any, right. do they have any business in my womb? Right. No. <laughs> like these old white men. Of course, you know, not realizing there's also many women <laughs> yeah, that are yeah. conservatives and vote that of way course, too. So. But, but that's the thing. It's but like that's for, what gets highlighted. That's right? what highlighted. You mm-hmm. forget about the reality that there are still women that that have voted for this or whatever, uh, and so it becomes this black and white thing. It's no longer about what's really going on here on pen and paper and, and technicalities and all that. It just goes straight into this and that. 
Yes. And that's what we mean by that. It's like a, it's us a versus snap. them. It's a snap reaction to that. Not, and if you're not with us, you're against us. Right. So the question is here, it's not, again, we were mentioning, it's not that that reaction is not the um, a negative thing. Mm-hmm. It's what is the relationship to it? What's really going on here? Yeah. And I think we get steeped into reactions. Sure. You know, so I would have reactions in the past around something around, let's say, uh, school shootings and, and all that and just be like raging about why we should be doing this and we should be doing that and the should, should, should and all this kind of crazy stuff. Not crazy, I mean, all understandable mm-hmm. stuff. But like, okay, where was that coming from? Where was all that passion and rage coming from? It's like, I've not really ever been a part of that. So I think it's really getting to a core as to what's really going on. And there is something that feels archetypal mm-hmm. and it feels both in the metasoul. Yeah, And I think when we talk about that, I don't know if we've ever even really mentioned that for people that are new uh, to the podcast, a little bit about the metasoul. Yeah, the metasoul is a perfect thing to just speak very briefly about, I think, yeah, mm-hmm. um, with regard to this, because what I think is very helpful, and we even did this with someone yesterday in session, this wasn't related to Roe v. Wade, but it was related to womb pain, for example, um, you go into the metasoul to feel other lifetimes. So these what we feel with the metasoul is that it's kind of running parallel with our current lifetime because time really isn't real aside from on here on Gaia and in 3D existence, time doesn't really exist. So Atlantis is happening right now. Lemuria is happening right now. Avalon's happening right now. And a whole bunch of other timelines are happening mm-hmm. right now. So as soon as you start feeling it that way, I find that very, very powerful because as soon as you dismiss something as a past life, sometimes what that does is it puts it aside mm-hmm. and rather than helping you become intimate with it, like, oh, this is actually running parallel right now. That's why I'm reacting so much. Right. And it does help with easing the reaction sometimes to even just feel it that way. Like, oh, this is pinging on something in my metasoul that remembers this happening in Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Suddenly losing womb autonomy, for example. I don't know if that happened in Atlantis, but maybe right. I'm saying that for a reason. Maybe right. that's another layer mm-hmm. of what was happening there mm-hmm. in the end before yeah. it collapsed. It was an absolute calamity, so mm-hmm. maybe it was. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's some of why there's so much reaction to a whole bunch of things happening in the world because our souls know it. Right. We've been there. And our gatekeepers who hold the veil of amnesia around our metasoul access, they are trying to either keep us from going into that or they're fusing to it. And so they're helping to amplify the reactions as well, which has absolutely been the case for me recently and over the years. And for you too, your gatekeeper fusing to metasoul timelines of despair Mm -hmm. as a masculine, for example, and then suddenly that's just you're overcome with it. And your current life circumstances don't echo it, but mm-hmm. that's what's coming through. Yeah. So it's just it's just quite amazing what can open out if you go into the metasoul. Yeah. And you start feeling it as it's happening, as if it's happening right now. And you get to know these metasoul aspects, these um, basically you and other lifetimes, but it's not really you. It's mm-hmm. a whole other consciousness. But you start to feel them as sisters and brothers and you become intimate with them just like you would parts of you. Right. So that's another way that this work that we offer in Soulful Heart, parts work, becomes quantum is when we take it into the metasoul. It's quite deep. Yeah. And it's really amazing what gets unveiled. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just pain, but gifts. Soul gifts start coming up. 
and becoming more integrated. Yeah. So yeah, the womb is a big portal of that for women, especially as you, um, I think as you reach a certain age, especially it becomes really, really ripe. But if you're a younger woman in your twenties or younger, and you've been through a lot of sexual pain already, for example, you may already have quite a bit of access to that womb portal. I just speaking for myself, I I only really became conscious of my womb as a portal a few years ago. Mm-hmm. This is this is relatively new for me, but it's already offered me so much yeah. to just feel it that way. And then I and then you treat your womb as a part of you as well, and you start going into that. Shalel and I have different um, group calls that we've done with women around this, and that's all on our website. If you want some more information, if you're drawn to that, mm. but it, it's um, I mean the. Just the womb pain alone, as you were saying, with the Roe v. Wade thing, that's definitely a big trigger. And if you get into women's wombs, that is a, whoa, that's going to bring up a lot for women especially, but also the men who want to either caretake the women or feel like they need to, quote, be warriors and stand up for the women, um, which is beautiful energy in a way. It really is feeling the masculine wanting to stand for women, mm-hmm. but without really understanding what's truly going on for the women because right. the women don't necessarily understand mm. it either. Yeah. And the men, I, like the feminine metasols for you, for example, you'd probably, if you tapped into one of them, you'd probably feel right. some of what's, what's churning yeah. in especially American consciousness right now right. around this issue. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I just think that there's just this whole idea of taking that as an example mm-hmm. uh, of something around womb autonomy and using that as a portal uh, for a woman specifically Yeah. Uh, around where that, wh- where does it lead you in a timeline? And then, then of course you're going to find a metasol somewhere and then it's got a huge reaction to the mm-hmm. patriarchy who created right. this despair in the situation. And so therefore, right. if that metasol is now being fused to and is bleeding through, being mm-hmm. triggered by mm-hmm. this particular current event, mm-hmm. um, and then all of a sudden it's just seeing red and yeah. all of all of all of men are the patriarchy. They all suck. They're all jackasses. I want to cut them all off. Uh, and, and so, <laughs> yeah. you know, then all of a sudden it's yeah. like, you can understand why this medicine feels the way it does, mm-hmm. but is that truly what you feel like as, as mm-hmm. a particular human woman in this particular timeline? Um, there's a lot to sort through there. And mm-hmm. I think men, I think we can get also triggered too into a state, like you said, this kind of caretaking role and being like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I I'm, I'm a, you know, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be... Uh, the the patriarchal guy. I don't want to be what this whole uh, uh, group of people are fighting against. And it's true, there is that, um, but there's something too to be careful around what is the compensation? What is that karmic compensation really about? Mm-hmm. Am I just giving up into compensation? Right. Uh, or am I, what am I really feeling here in this moment? It, it, it's, some, it's stuff to sort through. Like I don't, mm-hmm. There, again, we're not here to give answers to something. We're not. We're not here to draw a line this or that. We're here to feel what the the deeper layers are here. Um, and so I can yeah. feel. I can tap into my own feminine timelines as well because mm. I know I have them, and I can get. I can feel where that rage is coming from, um, where that feeling of loss of that autonomy and mm. sense of its own femininity. It's been lost in this patriarchal 
um, domination mm-hmm. uh, that's existed, and, and and even in this matrix piece. So we're all we're all kind of in this distorted distorted place, looking yeah. at each other through distorted lenses. And what I find interesting about polarity that's really been occurring to me um, is how it immediately makes something black and white, mm-hmm. and it's not black and white. Mm-hmm. It's complicated. Yeah. We can't unco- becoming polarized doesn't uncomplicate things. It actually makes it harder to feel the gray. Yeah. To feel the in-between spaces. Like for example, um, I could claim that I'm both pro-life and pro-choice. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is not to choose a side. I can't choose a side absolutely mm-hmm. in on this issue because I see all sides of it mm-hmm. and I feel it from my womb, all sides of it. I personally have not had to navigate the decision about having an abortion or not. Mm-hmm. And I feel very blessed in that. But I can imagine myself in that scenario where... I need to abort the baby for some reason. And the process I would go through around that because my blooming mother's heart inside of me, and I don't know if I'm destined to be an actual mother of a baby in this lifetime. Gabriel and I have talked about this, but we're not really, it doesn't, it still feels a little gray. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It feels like mostly a no, but who knows? Mm -hmm. We have a cat and that's fine. (laughs) Um, So, but it, it just, I... I can put myself in those shoes though, and I can feel how my mother's heart wouldn't let me just abort a fetus because I just didn't feel, quote, ready for one. What I would go through around that would be a deep turmoil if I had to let a baby go that I that was already in me. Mm-hmm. I think I'm feeling this because I can feel a lifetime where that's happened mm-hmm. and how hard that was. And um, yeah, I can feel that. I can feel that starting to come into my heart and that's hard. Mm-hmm. So because I feel that, though, I don't feel polarized on this issue. I actually feel compassion for all sides of it. Mm. The, the, the fear of what if I can't get an abortion if I really need one and also the fear of um, actually being pro-life and all that's blowing back at you mm. around that right now because you really do have a, a sense of every life needs to be respected and, and right. every soul is making an individual choice about what's because that actually is the bigger, the bigger picture here too is that all souls involved in all of these situations have made the choice to be in this situation ultimately. Mm-hmm. So that helps with feeling that there's no victim or victor right. in any of it, but that that doesn't often ease the pain. Right. Right. It can help, but it doesn't really ease it because yeah. we have to really feel it. Yeah. And this is where the humanity part comes in right. too. So. I feel, I feel that, um, and I feel what women are up in arms about. And I also feel how some women are advocating actually for how beautiful of an aspiration being a mother really is, Mm -hmm. uh, when it's right for you. So, you know, I can feel all of that as a woman where I also take this is, um, actually even into this higher level of, of digesting it, which is, um, the timing of all of this happening right now, the division that it's creating, and is this actually as big of an issue as it's being made out to be? Mm -hmm. It's just a question I'm asking. I'm not making a judgment, yay or nay, 
in that department, but I just feel the cabal's hand in this. Right. And it's just very, I feel the cabal's hand in all of, and everything that, that starts coming yeah. up. It's like never an accident. Well, polarization. What we're feeling. It feels like a, um, a tool. Uh-huh. You know, I think yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a method by which divide you, and conquer. Right. Which you can create control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you, you create polarization, you create division, you also create, um, what's the word? The attention, right? Your attention yeah. goes to where the division is. Um, and so if you can kind of stir a pot over here and get a, a group of people and a collective to go over there consciously, it kind of gives you a sort of a backdoor access to something. So, you know, polarization is both a tool and I think it's just something that we live in too. I think yeah. we, we live in polarity. We live in duality. Right. Right. We do. You know, so you I can have beautiful oneness experiences, is, but we still live I in guess duality. So, you know, a theoretical conversation would be the difference between duality and polarity. Mm. Um, duality meaning <laughs> this and that, polarity meaning this against that. Right. So, you know, in duality, we have two things that have some differences um, separateness but maybe not necessarily against each other. Mm-hmm. So if you've got two different things, but they're in some sort of resonance with each other and balance, well, there's a unification there, even though they're in some sort of opposite things. Yeah, yeah. Polarity is, uh, is, a, is a fight against. Mm-hmm. And as you were speaking, I can feel how much judgment is used to create this polarization. Yeah. Like, I am this, I believe this, and if you believe the other means, that means you're this, 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 and that. Yeah, you're, making a whole bunch of conclusions right. about the other person. Right. Even Or even if you're in the middle, you're, you're right. also judged by being in the middle. Right. So it doesn't matter. So there's, I think judgment is, is also created, is fomented in that polarization. But um, don't you feel like judgment is being amplified because it has to be, it's just being oh, poulticed out? Yes. Because it's, it's like... Um, Ugh, it's mm. it's like um something that's so sacredly needs to mm. come out. So in a way, it's like bless the cabal for helping to pull to sit out. I mean, yes, they have ulterior motives, but they also are an, an actual critical part of our ascension. Right. If we don't, in another way, have polarities to either push against, say no to, you know, or oh God get wrapped up in whatever mm-hmm. it is, we're not really on our growth journey. Right. So that's why for every individual soul, it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's such a personal thing. Right. And it's collective. Right. And if you come to the even higher, higher level of it all, and that love is actually, it's all mm-hmm. love. Yeah. Which is really difficult to, I think, wrap something, oh our, wrap our heads around, yeah. wrap our hearts around. It, it's just on from a higher level. It's all love. And so therefore, if it's all held in love, then the cabal, the matrix... All of this stuff has a role mm-hmm. in poulticing out mm-hmm. something that love is needing to bring up to the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's needed in yeah. order for us to confront it, for us to be with it, to be sit with it, so that we can integrate it, so that we can bring it back into unification because it has been yeah. so separate and polarized. Yeah. yeah. So it's like we can, you know, we can talk about the frustrations around the agenda and what they're doing and spinning, uh, putting their fingers in the pots mm-hmm. um, sort of thing. But at the same time, is that what love is dictating? Is well, that what At the is same it? time, the divine is doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, like I wrote this morning, I was feeling the Black Moon Lilith 
piece going on for the first time. I hadn't really clued into this until, I don't know, the last 24, 48 hours. Mm -hmm. And then it suddenly was like a no duh. Um, because I even with a recent medicine I discovered she was calling herself Lilith and I, I didn't understand why. And then suddenly I realized, oh, this black moon Lilith thing is going on. Okay. That's a weird synchronicity. So I was feeling into it more this morning with Gabriel and then I ended up writing, if writing flowed out and I, I was totally guided to just let, let writing flow if it was going to, and it did. And what I felt was actually how dark mother is in, is in on this in, you could call it Lilith. You could call it bananas. I don't, really care what you call it. <laughs> she doesn't really care what you call it. It's just, there is a divine darkness that is moving through us right now. Um, it, it's, it does come through sometimes with a righteous fire. And yes, yeah, sometimes we have to take that back inward and go, wait, where did that come from inside mm -hmm. of me? And why, why am I feeling so amped up about this? Right. But there's something so mother keeps reminding me in my personal process right now of how sacred it is to just sometimes make a mess. Mm -hmm. And you can always clean it up, but sometimes you have to let your polarities, your polarized reactions come out. Mm -hmm. You have to work them out and you can't, right. and if, unless they come out, you can't look at them. If you keep suppressing them, if parts of you are constantly suppressing themselves, for example, that doesn't really work. Yeah. Now, obviously there's a growing centered self that wants to arise out of that and help ease that suffering around that and help, you know, move it into somewhere new. And that's the point of going inward is not to perpetuate these cycles of polarized reactions, but actually answer them inside right. sooner or later. Yeah. But it's that the divine is giving us absolutely all the permission in the world, in the universe, in the multiverse mm -hmm. <laughs> to, to play this out. Mm -hmm. And the divine's not judging us. We're so busy judging ourselves and each right. other. Right. And our meta souls are, are way in there too. Their, their hands in the pot go, uh, totally having deep reactions to things that they've not had an open heart to land in about. And they don't yeah. feel connected to the divine right now. So, you know, if you feel connected, you can connect your soul back to the divine right. in new ways and parts of you and your gatekeeper. And it's quite a rich process. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, love's hand is in this, the divine's hand, the divine and love are one and the same, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's always, uh, it's never, there's always something bigger going on than, than even just the dark agenda right. kind of bigger. There's yeah. always something bigger than that too. I, that's I think, letting it play out. Yeah. I think that's the bigger takeaway here Yeah, that I think we're inviting ourselves mm -hmm. and anyone else listening who may have, uh, some deeper reactions and all that is just again, bring it to you, bring it to you, bring it to you, yeah. bring it to the divine, bring it to you and the divine. Um, and then see where that sorts out from self to self sure. and self to the divine, um, to, into your meta soul and all that, um, getting, getting clogged up in the external situation, um, you know, obviously has its sacred purpose, but then I think we're just asking, can you take a step back and, maybe turn off the, the news, turn off the social media and bring something inwards to feel, uh, where all the energy is living inside of you and, and see, you know, even if there's despair around things like mm -hmm. connecting it with the divine to see what is the bigger, the bigger message here, um, for yourself personally, for all of humanity. Um, so I think that's kind of an invitation for all of us to do. Yeah. Do you feel like you you haven't had any polarized kind of really stark reactions to things recently? Have you? Um, 
Unless it's like personal process stuff. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I've had, I've had feelings of you know when the war started in the Ukraine and things. Oh, I had some, oh gosh, some, it wasn't yeah. polarized. It was just a, a Sad. deep sadness. Yeah, uh, I think for just people. Yeah. Um, you know, being someone who's had it feels like menacing many menacing timelines of being in war. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a um, a tiredness, a weariness of war, and yeah. what that does to people. Um, I think there are moments where I get a bit irked around um, kind of like global leadership and all that stuff and kind of the, you know, some of the, the uh, I don't know, the puppets sometimes that they are. Um, and just and how obvious it is. Yeah, and kind of how <laughs> obvious it is. And, you know, sometimes yeah. I get this frustration. It's like, why are we even paying attention to this? Why does this even... And yet you keep going back. I keep going <laughs> we back. We both do that. Exactly. We keep going back and reading the headlines right. and seeing the Instagram stories. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. man. Yeah, I would say that probably my polarizations have been a lot of self to self, you know, mm. judging myself more. I think yeah, it's been you've an gone more, battle. You've gone more inward and I've tended to go more outward. Right. Um, with reactions. Right. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> I just saw this image of like, I'm a pizza and you're a calzone. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> like you're an inverted pizza okay. and I'm more like, meh. Okay. That's <laughs> very interesting. I don't know why that image came to mind, <laughs> but it's like, it is, it is like that mm-hmm. though. Um, <laughs> right. For better or worse. Right. You have tended to, even in our union, and we do want mm-hmm. to do an episode on sacred union, yeah. how we've experienced it and yeah. navigated it and be very current about that. Right. Even in our union, we've had to feel that together, mm-hmm. like that, um, what comes up there of um, you actually outwardly mm-hmm. sharing what's going on for you and me taking it more inward. Right. And so it, it's been like that actually for the last nine years in some ways. It's been right. a part of our dynamic. Yeah. And... But now we're getting to some new discoveries around it, which is fascinating. Yeah. And even in response to global events. Right, exactly. Yeah. I think I had quite a bit of polarized reactions going on prior to my healing journey, you know, especially mm-hmm. around politics and all that stuff, getting kind of sucked into the us versus them and the And for years the you were and... for, you described once to me too how for years you actually had a lot of anger, but then mm-hmm. when you had Rihanna as a mm-hmm. baby, you decided to go into therapy or something to try right. and I think yeah. you should talk more about that sometime mm-hmm. too, because I think just that journey um, with your own emotional body, like your relationship to anger has been fascinating, mm-hmm. actually, as someone who grew up with a father who would just suddenly explode mm-hmm. out of nowhere, he would just detonate and it was like deadly. It was scary. Mm-hmm. Um, he would never abuse us physically, but it was scary. Mm-hmm. Um, I, he would just try and try and stop right up, but then suddenly explode. And for you, it's like you kind of had a dad like that too, in some ways, mm-hmm. where he was more ragey mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. And then you just took everything inward. But mm-hmm. I've just always found that so fascinating how you chose as a man to deal with certain energies coming from you. Right. And emotional, mm-hmm. your emotionality, what yeah. happened there. Mm-hmm. I think that's always interesting to see how men have dealt with that mm-hmm. or gone into healing around that and right. and what their ways of doing that have been. Sure. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah, I think so. Because yeah. here I am going off again about a whole bunch of stuff. And like, <laughs> um, it would be really 
Yeah, I think that would be yeah. good. Yeah, and I think this this whole topic of polarity fits in well with sacred union too, and how it plays out. Oh, sure. Between... I mean, that's such a safe, mm-hmm. in a way, safe um, right. playground yeah. for feeling polarities and mm-hmm. and letting them ride. And yeah. Jalel and Raphael, um, they're amazing with talking about that because they've had so much of that come up. Right. Because they've had in their medical connection. Um, so much polarity and, and Gabriel and I are kind of like babies <laughs> stepping <laughs> into some of that right. deeper together. Um, but it is an important aspect of sacred union is feeling all the different things going on in a certain container and yeah. being there for each other, mm-hmm. but especially for, for ourselves. Yeah. So. Right. Well, again, I guess that's good for today. We could go on and on as usual because it's just something that we could do. But I think we'll stop there and we'll, um, you know, we'll check in with you again in another week and maybe bring up the sacred, uh, sacred union piece yeah. and see where that takes us. Yeah, we also good. do also want to tap into sacred sexuality because I think that's a big part too. We can connect that with the what's Roe going on as well. So yeah. there's, really, there's a lots that can stem from it. Um, but yeah, I think that feels good. Yeah. And we, again, want to have community members, Raphael and Shalel. B mm-hmm. and Rayana and um, yes. maybe we'll get Demetra if she's listening. Yeah. Um, she'll get her and an yeah. interview as well. Everyone's moving right now, mm-hmm. it's so mm-hmm. so it's it's hard to nail anyone down. But we would love to get them on so you can hear from more voices, not just ours. Right. But once again, thank you for joining us in our proverbial living room, and um, we're very grateful for your presence. Yes, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you soon. Yes. All right, bye for now. Thanks so much for joining us in the Soulful Heart Current. If you feel drawn to what we spoke about and are curious about sessions with one of us, we offer a free 45-minute intro call to talk with you more about how we may be able to serve you in this process. We also invite you to join our online community called the Soulful Heart Portal, where we can deepen with those that are resonant and in desire for more sacred connection. Links are posted in the description. No matter what degree of connection you feel with us and our community at this time, we hope that this podcast has offered you something to take in and digest. Much love.